Minimalists. <laughs> Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing that's just feeding your greed. Oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it. Hello, simpletons. What's up, y'all? <laughs> Josh loves to patronize our, our audience. We're trying to we're trying to reclaim the word, Bobby. So so here's the thing. Like, uh, we're all foolish or gullible with respect to something. So like Ryan and I are the head simpletons yeah. and like everyone else. We're all a little gullible. I had a I had a friend today, a designer, Tanya Nyack. I got a a DM from her and it's like, look, I made you something. And it's a, a, a link. And I'm like, all right, she clearly didn't make me something. So this is spam. Uh -huh. it's, somebody's hacked her. And so I text her. I was like, oh, you've been hacked. And she's like, I know. I'm so sorry. She's like, I clicked on it from somebody else. I can't believe it. And she's like, you're clearly smarter than I am. I was like, I'm not smarter. I'm just way more jaded and way less untrusting. <laughs> <laughs> or way more untrusting. Oh, by the way, I'm Joshua Fields Milburn. And I'm Ryan Nicodemus. And we are The Minimalists. And today we're going to talk about, well, you, you've heard Bobby already. We're going to talk about uh, interior design. We'll maybe talk about feng shui a little bit. We're going to talk about the calmness of clutter-free spaces and we're going to talk about how to have a minimalist home that is not boring and we're going to do that with today's guest bobby burke is here bobby thank you for being yeah, here man. Thanks so, much for having so me, nice to have an expert on the show to to talk about decorating because uh i have no taste at all um if i ever need advice i usually text josh and i'm like hey what would you do if you were me <laughs> we have on the same outfit yeah so i think you're good i I, just, I i feel really good about that man thanks for the affirmation so, so you probably know bobby from queer eye uh, he's a, a fellow netflixer and also uh bobbyburke.com you can check him out there also he has a line of furniture at art we'll put a link to that in the show notes now now bobby this is a listener driven show so i thought we would get started with some questions our first question is from Laura in Asheville, North Carolina. I love Asheville. I do foresee that I will be moving to a new space in the near future. I think there's a good chance that I will end up with quite a bit more square footage than I actually need. I don't mind having some open space, and I obviously don't think that I have to fill every corner, but we're talking about having an entire room that I literally do not have items to put into. I will be living alone and that's important. So I'm just wondering if you guys have any practical suggestions for what to do with a situation like that. So Bobby, it seems to me that, that Laura has a common problem. A lot of Americans have this. So the average American house is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And because we have bigger homes, I remember I built my first home back in my, my corporate days. It was like this giant McMansion monstrosity, ugly, <laughs> disgusting suburban home and uh, outside of Dayton, Ohio. And I, I I had extra space. And what do I do? I felt compelled to fill the space. And that's what we do. If we have a 4,000 square foot home, all of a sudden we feel like I need to fill it with, with a bunch of stuff, even though I don't necessarily need it. I'm, I'm, sh I'm sure that you encounter people like this where they have maybe some extra space and it seems like a good problem, but we don't necessarily have to just fill it for the sake of filling it, right? Correct. Um, oddly, though, recently, the square footage of houses in the U.S. have been going down a little bit. Ooh. Let's talk about that. Um, we do a lot of work um, with actual production builders. Um, we go in and we design the model parks and the, all the decor for the model homes and the clubhouses and stuff. And where five years ago they were building a lot of like 4,500 to 6,500 square foot homes, now kind of the sweet spot's like 
2,700 to 35. Mm. Um, people are realizing mm -hmm. they don't need that much space. People are realizing they don't need the thousand square foot bedroom with, you know, <laughs> the 400 square foot closet because they don't actually spend any time in their bedrooms. Right. And I think that's really being driven by millennials. Mm. Um, our parents kind of liked that big house, way more space than they needed. And I think this kind of older millennials, I think we're probably about the same age. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, we kind of felt the same way. And then we realized, especially during the housing crisis and everything, like, wait, we don't need all that space. Yeah. Um, so luckily I think it's been going down a little bit. But for her, like the, I don't think she needs to feel the need to fill it. I think it needs to feel comfortable. Um, I don't know, it's very hard to give decor advice without seeing a space. Mm. Um, but when I have a big open space, like I, one thing I always tell people when they have a big space and they're like, oh, I feel so uncomfortable, I wanna fill it. I'm like, think of it as like quiet time, quiet space. Don't feel like you always need to fill the void of speaking. Yeah, you don't have you to know. turn the yeah. volume way Yeah, up. you don't always, you know, you can sit there and enjoy silence. So you don't always need to fill the silence. You don't always also need to fill the space. Open space can be beautiful. Yeah. Um, if you get a few good things that are really beautiful, people won't even notice that it's not filled because they're focusing on the fact that these are beautiful minimalist pieces. Right, yeah. so you're telling her to come up with a meditation room is what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did that, remember back in Dayton when I when I first, my, my marriage ended, I moved into this condo that was too big for me. Josh, we called that the tickle room. We did, because that was hilarious. <laughs> is that why the marriage <laughs> We're waiting for another 10 years before we drop that bomb. Like, we're, you podcast. know. <laughs> we're still shopping you, just that. Turned, you just turned a whole different color. We're shopping that book around still. Right. Uh, no, so like, I had this, well, I had this red chair in that room. It was a meditation room. But right in the Ryan, center of the room. Ryan came over one day and he was like, what is that? I'm like, oh, that's the tickle room. Don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> like, is that the tickle chair? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so so i guess the point is if you have this extra room so you realize if you put a chair in there and you're just sitting there, you are complete you yourself laura are complete in an empty room mm -hmm. and thus the things that you fill the room with whether it's you know a wallpaper one of bobby's wallpapers perhaps <laughs> um or some of bobby's furniture uh or or you know whatever you're filling the room with it should augment the experience of the room it shouldn't just be filled for the sake of filling it right yeah. This yeah, fill it with things that, as Marie Kondo would say, spark joy. Yeah. You know, don't just fill it with crap that's going to not only clutter the space, but clutter your mind. Totally. This makes me think of uh, the architect we had on the documentary, Frank. Mm -hmm. He talked about how w what we typically do is we will buy a house and then we try to fit our life and cram it into that house instead of getting a place that actually fits our life. And that's exactly what Laura's running up against. It's like, she's trying to cram her life into this house and yeah, you don't necessarily have to cram it full of stuff. You know, when we, um, we went from New York for like 14 years to LA about four years ago and I'm like, ah, oh, you moving to LA and then I get that, you know, 4,000 square foot house on the hill with the pool. And the longer we lived here, we lived downtown first, kind of the nice transition between New York and here. Um, I realized I didn't need that. Mm -hmm. And we ended up like just finding the perfect house that fit our lifestyle that the views the indoor outdoor space that we wanted and it's like 14 1500 square feet mm -hmm. and i'm like i don't need any more i mean right. i could use like 50 square feet more in the bathroom if that's <laughs> it you know um you think like all these years again i had that thought process in my mind that oh that big house i need all that space mm -hmm. because that growing up like that's what you're taught that's what you want mm -hmm. um, but i realized i didn't 
Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I think that's important when you when you're looking for a new place, and it sounds like Laura's ending up in a place that happens to be too big for her. And maybe this is a, a a sort of transition space, and eventually you'll find the space that's appropriate for you. You know, I'm I'm a tiny house advocate, but not for everyone, right? I'm it, I don't think it would work for me. You know, I have a six year old daughter and a wife, and us living in a tiny house, they it would be you know a, a double murder suicide. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just imagining Ella is the one who kills you in yeah. bags. And for she, sure right she's, she's the like, murderer my <laughs> <laughs> they're my toys give me my tablet you know it's funny like i'll be walking to runny canyon or something and like i see these huge houses up in you know hollywood hills and my younger self like just dreamed of having an amazing beautiful huge house like that but like my adult self i still look at it and i'm like oh that would be maybe neat to kind of own and, and man imagine waking up to those views but having that big of a house like taking care of it that's what i don't want to be responsible the for property tax. yeah mm. property tax i mean it's going to cost 100 grand a year just to upkeep one of those multi-million yeah. dollar mansions it's it's kind of like a boat like i don't want to own a boat i just want to know someone who owns a boat <laughs> exactly <laughs> you're actually reminding me of one of my favorite albums from a couple years ago remember belly's album came out and oh, he yeah. said i bought good. my he said i bought my dream house but i've been having nightmares in it yeah. and there there's something about that where you you it, we talked about this with the Pete Rollins and, and Desire, this this concept of object A, like really we think we want this thing until we get it and then it becomes the object of our discontent. Yeah. And so be careful, very careful about what you want because did someone else tell you you want it? Did a corporation or, or a television show or, or a commercial tell you that you want that thing? Or is it an actual personal belief? And you have to be really careful with that. A lot that. of difference between want and need. Yeah. Uh, yes, and indeed. The more that you get that you want, the realize you didn't need it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I will throw one suggestion out for Laura. If I had an extra room, I would have a Peloton because that thing is, I, I really enjoy the Peloton. It It's easy to use. It's You can get on there with live people. And by the way, Peloton's not sponsoring us. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a beautiful machine. Now, did she say she really had too awesome. many rooms or just too large of rooms? Uh, she said she, there's, there's too much space, but she has an entire empty room yeah. and, and more square footage than she needs. And she's living alone. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm assuming I mean, in all honesty... Just close the door. <laughs> right. I love that. Just close the door. Like the That's room, the just advice. because it's there doesn't mean you need to use it. Yeah. Like don't waste money. Don't consume more just because it's there. Mm. Act like it's not. Close the door. Shut That's the great. vent so you don't have yeah. you're not heating or cooling yeah. the room. Yeah. That's a great you idea. Know, my That's parents, awesome. they still live in the home that I, I grew up in. I just recently gutted the whole thing and remodeled it. And there's two rooms upstairs that are completely unnecessary like they don't need them and we we remodeled it and like changed the flooring and, it and then closed the doors mm. you know they're like oh what are you going to do with those rooms i'm like nothing i'm like what do you need them for my mom's like oh yeah i get yeah nothing i'm like exactly just close the door right that's awesome yeah. that's the best advice just close the door so i i have a peloton also not a peloton ad uh <laughs> we don't do any ads on the podcast at all uh we're, we're like one of three podcasts in the world that don't do ads i feel like yeah. but um uh uh I just keep ours in Ella's room, and she doesn't right. even really notice it's there. Yeah. <laughs> just wait. How old is she? She's six. Yeah. Yeah. I give it a year. I gotta get <laughs> this years. out of my room. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true, but then I'm just gonna kick her out. Get a job. <laughs> <laughs> Set her a tent up on the balcony. <laughs> right. Hey, uh, Laura, I'm going to send you a copy of our book, Essential. There are two chapters in there I think you really find value in. It's an essay collection, 150 essays about living simply, but two chapters in there. One is about minimalism. One is about stuff. 
and how we can be more intentional with our stuff. So there are 12 chapters total about 12 different areas of, of living intentionally, but those two in particular will, will help you out. If you like our podcast, you'll like the audiobook version of Essential, or if you want the book book or the ebook, we're happy to send those to you as well. Our next question is from Ali in Springville, Utah. We recently had a sudden change in the course of our lives and are now finding ourselves needing to sell our house within a short period of time. Our realtor has told us that we must stage our home in order to significantly increase the number of buyer prospects. This sounds very enticing since we want and need to sell it quickly. However, since choosing to follow a more minimalist lifestyle, we have purged many things and we want to maintain this mentality for the rest of our lives. But now with this added pressure from the realtor prompting us to buy certain items for the home staging process, items that I don't want and I don't need, with the promise that I will make that it will make our property more appealing, I'm finding myself feeling sick to my stomach with the thought of acquiring unnecessary material things and spending money I don't have on them. What would be your suggested approach for this kind of situation? This is an interesting problem. I had a condo that I had to kind of stage and sell. And yes, there's pressure from the realtor to be like, hey, if we just added these things, we could totally sell your house faster. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess before I kind of go into what I did, like what, what would be your advice to... I mean, I agree with the realtor. It, you do yeah. need to stage it. You do need yeah, to take sure. your personality out of it. You right. know, so many people still have a, so many personal things in a home that when buyers come in they can't see themselves in your home. Like mm. your home needs to be void of anyone that lives there. It just needs to look cool because that person needs to imagine themselves living in it. Right. And if they can only see you living in it, they can't imagine themselves. Yeah. That being said, I can completely understand where she's coming from and I would hate to be buying all those things. So my advice would be, there's a lot of staging companies that you can rent from. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it, it's often, maybe a little bit more, but A, you're not consuming, you're not having to worry about any of it afterwards, Mm -hmm. and it is definitely increasing the value of your home. Um, Or B, if you do have to buy those things, buy things that are less expensive, um, but donate it all. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're like, oh, I don't wanna acquire all these things, well, don't. By buying, you know, $4,000 worth of stuff to stage your home, and if you're gonna be able to increase it by $20,000, you're good. Mm -hmm. So take that $4,000 worth of stuff and donated to a needy family, donated to a, a local charity, you know. So if you have to get it, donate it to somebody who actually could use it, who doesn't have enough stuff as it is. And also, Ryan, she mentions that she doesn't need this stuff. But I would actually argue, yes, you do need it. If you want to sell your yes. home, you actually need these things in order to get a better asking price. So this isn't like maybe you don't want it. But some, there are some things that I don't want that I need, right? Yeah. And so... Yeah, uh, I don't want the Vitamix on the counter, but <laughs> apparently my husband thinks we need it. Oh, I've got, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love my Vitamix. Right. It, doesn't, it goes in the drawer. It absolutely does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would end my marriage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's exactly the advice I was thinking. is like either rent the furniture or yeah, go and get some. I actually, like I got a coffee table. Uh, I went to like Goodwill and found a decent coffee table that was neutral. It was cheap. I was able to donate it back. It does cost a little bit of money, but to your point, Bobby, it's like if the money you spend is going to be a fraction of what you're going to gain out of it, then it's it seems like it might be a good investment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can again, I can understand not wanting to accumulate things, but I my advice to her is don't think of it as she's accumulating it. Yeah. She's using it mm-hmm. for a purpose. Yeah, and then again, it's, if it's rented, it's going back, or she can do a good thing. 
by donating to somebody yeah. in need. And when it stops, yeah, when it stops serving a purpose, like that's when you decide to, yeah, how you yeah, get rid of it. doesn't have to take it with her. Yeah. The, the real problem here seems to be conflicting values, right? Because she values minimalism and living with less and intentionality. And then she feels that to sell this home, she has to do some things that she perceives to be as unintentional or not deliberate. But actually, I would argue it's the opposite. It is, it is deliberate because you're going to bring these things in for a temporary period of time, whether it's renting or buying them. And then you're going to let them go in a responsible way. You're not going to just fill a landfill with all this sort of extra furniture. So, <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You definitely don't want to do that. So, Ali, I'm, I'm going to recommend that we have a values worksheet on our website. If you go to theminimalists.com slash V, and I would recommend you get really clear on what your values are. And we kind of identify these these four types of values. You have these, and it's kind of like a house, actually. It's the, the foundational values are the most important things, your relationships and your health and, and your community and, and your creativity. But then we have these sort of structural values. You know, you think of like the, the two by fours, the structure that builds the house. Those are also important, not as important as the foundation, but they're pretty important. And you have some surface values, uh, what might make things aesthetically pleasing or add value to the home. They're not as important as your foundation, but aesthetics are still important. And then most important here to think about is the imaginary values because they're not real values at all. We, we often say certain things are gonna be so valuable to us. Like if I just buy that Rolex, my life will be complete. <laughs> then who says that <laughs> <laughs> my 15 year old self says that <laughs> my 27 year old self says oh, that uh, I, I think the, the we, we tell ourselves these stories we create these narratives but these are imaginary values or what we might call mimetic values where, where the, the culture or society as a whole imposes those onto us and we buy into it but we don't have to buy into it and so get really clear on what your values are uh, we'll send you a copy of that values worksheet. But if you're listening to this and you want to download it, it's free over at theminimalists.com slash V. Ryan, what time is it? You know what time it is. It is time for our lightning round where we answer your text messages. Text your questions and comments to 937-202-4654. Yes, indeed. Those texts literally go to both of our phones. I was answering a few this morning. Were you really? Yeah, I was like, I'm going to do five. Because like, so we, we do this thing called community. Uh-huh. And have you heard of this? No. Okay, so people literally send us text messages. It goes to Josh and I's phone. And it, we are crazy. Because <laughs> I open it up and it's instant panic. I'm like, oh my God. Like, look at all these messages. So uh, this morning I woke up. I was like, I'm going to answer five text messages. And it was really meaningful. And then I He's put just it, like, eggplant I, emoji. Send. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah, the, we... We couldn't open ourselves up to that. No. Like it, it, yeah. the very first day our show launched, it was like 6 a.m. I got up, I looked at my DMs. I had thousands of DMs. Yeah. And I sat there and I tried to respond to every single one. Oh, and with no. ours, they're very emotional. You know, it's not just about minimalist things. It's, you know, the stories that we've told on Queer Eye that, you know, whether it be being gay and religion, and like people that have been able to connect to it. And so we could have a lot of wonderful stories but then also a lot of heartbreaking stories yeah and you'll go in like three messages deep and you're just like oh and yeah. the rest of the day you're just it is emotionally yeah. taxing yeah because we, yeah we've get we get a lot like one i was answering this morning it was about someone whose mom always buys clothes and she loves her mom but you know she she uh, won't stop buying clothes and what do you do and like you can tell they're in this really tight spot and yeah it's it is emotionally draining because you want to put everything you have into it I'll tell them what you do. You show them the documentary about fast fashion. That's oh, what you do. Yeah. yeah. You show them how that's a good yeah. Consuming fashion is destroying our planet and at least play on their guilt. Yeah. 
Bobby, yeah. do you want to do you want to start answering our text messages? <laughs> yeah, of course, them right over. Uh, of course, <laughs> if you do text us, we we can't answer every question, but we do reply to quite a few of them uh, during the lightning round. Bobby, this is where Ryan and I, and, and now you, we do our best to answer questions with just a short, shareable, less than 140 character response. We put the text to these minimal maxims in the show notes so people can copy and share our pithy answers on social media if they like. And uh, now you can find all of our minimal maxims in one place, minimalmaxims.com. But Bobby, uh, we really just maunder on a bit. You can ramble on and we'll we'll tweeze out something pithy at the end of this. Sean will make it really, really nice in in post. (laughs) Mary has a question for us. What's the best way to make a room cozy without many accessories? Warm tones. Mm. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Nice wood tone, I think, makes things feel cozy. Yeah. My house is nothing but like black white and like some wood tones yeah, mm. yeah. so so it's, it's like a it's like a blue bottle coffee but like yeah. in your house i mean it's kind of like just my outfit yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, outside it's just a big concrete block and inside is void of color except for a nice warm wood tone cool yeah 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 it, it's funny you mentioned the emotion thing a moment ago because i i when our when our documentary first came out on netflix 2016 mm-hmm. um this, it was the same thing. It was it because we tie so much emotion into these these physical items, right? And 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 we tie sentimentality and and memories. Of course, the memories aren't in the things. The memories are in us. But these things can be triggers for some of those memories. And so uh, the the same thing where people are like, you know, my husband died twelve years ago, and and I'm still having trouble dealing with his things and even something as as seemingly sort of anodyne as a question like this that mary has making a room cozy i think what can happen our home is you know we we sort of treat it like a a sanctuary right and we come home we do want to have you know the sort of positive emotions associated Mm -hmm. with with that space and so um you i saw a video that you had and we'll put a link to this in the show notes sean where uh you were doing a tour of your home office and and one thing you said like too many colors like drive me crazy Mm -hmm. sort of thing but for some people it might mean that like they really want the the purple and yellow wallpaper right some people love that you know i just there's so much chaos in the world that when i get home I want no chaos. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. you know. I, I in fact, I rarely even put things on the wall, which it, it was a lot of like discussion with my wife. And uh, if I mean, if it wasn't for my home needing to be in magazines, uh-huh. there'd be way less stuff in that room than there already was. Uh-huh. You know, a couple years ago, we did. Um, people came in to do a home tour of my loft downtown, and I had lived in it for two years and had done. It was just like sofa, TV, like very minimal and I had to finish filming Queer Eye and come home and Queer Eye myself and I actually had my team do it and just like stuff everywhere but for Mm -hmm. filming like it needed to be and then afterwards I'm like get it all out get it all out like it's too much like I I need to come home to almost nothing well I do want to talk about your team I want to talk about your interior design business we'll we'll save that for the maximum I got a, a a pithy answer here Ryan for Mary's question, minimalism exposes the beauty beneath the banality. Mm. And I think sometimes what happens is we, we clutter a space with all of these these things I, and and we fill it up. I got to put something on this wall. I've got to you know put this rug here and this and that and whatever. And all of a sudden, the real beauty is gone. The, the, there's something elegant about simplicity, right? Yep. I think so. Yeah. 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 And, and I mean, so, look at Japan. Right. Perfect you know, example. It's one of the most beautiful places because it's simplicity yeah Yeah. totally yeah i I, we were just talking about that before we started recording just how 
Japan is, yeah, aesthetically awesome, but everything's functional. Like that's, it's almost like they're minimalist out of function. It's, yeah. it's crazy. I got a pithy answer here. It is a mind is a terrible thing to clutter. So, uh, yeah, if your mind feels cluttered, then the room's probably a little too cluttered. I think the other thing that Mary needs to look out for is don't let other people's preferences dictate her actions. Like that is, I think, something that people fall into the trap of people doing. People all the time, they always ask me, what's your favorite trend? Mm. You know, what's the best trend right now? No, what's the trend that you love and the trend that you hate? I'm like, none. I'm like, why? No one should be listening to, I'm sorry, magazines, but nobody should listen be listening to a magazine to tell them exactly how their home should feel. Totally. They should know how their home should feel. Your home is like your charger, your phone charger. Yeah. Man, if it, if it doesn't, that, <laughs> if it doesn't fully charge you when you go home, you're not gonna make it through the day, just like your phone won't. Oh. Yeah. So don't love listen it. to trends. It's about what you like. If you like that purple and yellow and polka dot ugly ass painting, <laughs> put it up. Yes. Yeah. You know, because that's what makes you tick. But yeah. that's not what makes me tick. Right. Don't put it up because a magazine told you to. Right. Or because your neighbor really likes it or your friend yeah. really likes it. Yeah. Yeah. Tr trendy is a nice way to say soon to be out of date. Yeah, and, and I think when we think about it that way, there, there are things that are much more timeless. And we we didn't actually share a memo of how we should dress today, but like <laughs> like you could have worn that in the '60s. You could have you could wear it right now, and any time in between, it would have been perfectly appropriate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and I think the same can be true for a beautiful home. If you want your home to be beautiful, it's like what is appropriate now should have probably been appropriate. 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And, and so think about that, Mary, when, when you are, you know, you're looking at your space and saying, I want this to be me. What is you? And then fill that space with what you are. Because as Ryan mentioned, if you do have that cluttered mind, you have the cluttered space. The, it, and the opposite is also true. Yeah. Our, our physical possessions are, are a physical manifestation of what's going on inside us. So if you want to deal with that internal clutter, you have to make sure you don't have a bunch of external clutter as well. Yeah. All right. Before we get into our added value segment and our listener tips today, it looks like we have a bunch more surprise questions this week. Yes, we do, Ryan. Why does walking through Ikea make me want to hurt myself? <laughs> <laughs> That's why you have all those cuts on your arms. <laughs> I think Bobby will be able to help us out mm. with that. Uh, what's the best way to incorporate shelving without it looking cluttered? Is it possible to have kids and still be a minimalist in a smaller home? What are some timeless styles and elements we can incorporate into our spaces so that we aren't just chasing trends? How do you deal with housewarming gifts people give you but that you don't want? What should I do with all the stationery and paperwork in my small apartment? Just do what I do. You make a bunch of stacks everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Paper stacks, I call them. I'm, I'm sure that Bobby will have a better answer than that. Uh, also, we're going to talk about lighting in spaces, small spaces, big spaces, how lighting can improve your space, plus a bunch more questions. And if you want to hear all that, listen to this week's Maximal episode. That's right. You're currently listening to our Minimal episode, but each week, Ryan and I and our guests, we record an entirely different, much longer, much more personal Maximal episode on the Minimalist Private Podcast, which is the best way for us to fund this podcast and keep it 100% advertisement free. When you subscribe to the Minimalist Private Podcast on Patreon, you'll also receive a personal link so that our Maximal episodes play in your favorite podcast app. Find all the details at theminimalists.com slash support. Ryan, what else you got for us this week? Here, I got some voicemail comments and tips from our listeners. Check them out. Hi, Josh, Ryan, and the Minimalist team. This is John from England. I just thought I'd let your listeners know that the philosopher Peter Singer has purchased back the publishing rights to his book, The Life You Can Save, so that he can give it away for free. 
You can download it as an ebook or an audiobook from thelifeyoucansave.org. The book looks at how we can do our part to end world poverty and how we can maximise our charitable giving in a way that benefits the world. Hi there, this is Meredith calling from Melbourne, Australia. I just wanted to, to call in because I lost my um, beloved grandmother, Nora, two years ago, and we were so, so close. And when we were organising her home um, following her passing, there was a lot of stuff in there that you know she had herself hadn't really used for many years, to be honest. And I was wanting to, you know, carry on um, celebrating her life, but just didn't feel willing to take on all of the stuff. But the few items that I did take with me um, and bring into my home or our home um, that I share with my husband were a couple of really practical items. So I kept Mama's Mix Master, Mama's Soup Ladle um, and Mama's Tea uh, tea Cozy. So they're three things I can just think of um, off the top of my head. Actually, very few other items I did keep, but those three things are really practical things, which mean that when I'm using those things at home um, and I use them in my, my daily life, while I'm using them, I'm talking to Mama, I'm thinking about Mama, um, and these things add value to my life in a really practical way. So rather than just being ornamental or, you know, being the funny old China, you know, girl with a bunch of balloons that she had on her mantelpiece, these are things that she would use in her own kitchen and I can carry on using in my own kitchen. And to just keep the things that uh, that, that you can use and when you do use them that you can start a bit of a conversation um, with that loved one and, you know, talk to them as if they were here because... Um, that certainly adds a lot of value to my life with Mama whenever I'm, I'm thinking about her and missing her. All right, y'all. Thanks again to Bobby Burke for joining us today. Check him out at bobbyburke.com. You can also follow him on Instagram. He's just at Bobby. You can follow him over there and, and check out all of his interior design tips and tricks. His website is just a, a plethora of information about how to basically how to fix your home, make it more minimal, make it more aesthetically pleasing, make it more beautiful, make it more you. And real quick for right here, right now, here is one thing, actually two things going on in the life of the minimalists, a tour and a tour. If you want to see a home tour, since we're talking about interior spaces right now, Ryan and I both have home tours on our website. If you go to theminimalists.com slash resources, you can download our free home tours video of each of our homes, and you can check out the, the aesthetics in, in, in both places. And also speaking of tours, Ryan and I are getting ready to go on another tour. We're coming to a city near you. We're we're doing eight cities along the west coast of the United States and Canada. But even if we're not coming to a city close to you right now, if you get on our email list over at there, theminimalists.com slash tour, you can be notified as soon as we announce the city closest to you. And uh, during this next tour, the West Coast tour in April, we're going to do a live version of the Minimalist Podcast. We have a special guest in every city, a podcast guest, also a musical guest in every city. You can find all the details on our website, theminimalists.com slash tour. You can follow The Minimalists on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Minimalists. If you have a question, comment, or minimalism tip for our podcast, email a voice memo to podcast at theminimalists.com. Comment on this episode at youtube.com slash theminimalists. And if you want our show notes in your inbox, sign up for our email list over at theminimalists.com. You'll also receive our simple Sunday emails each week. Uh, for our added value this week, there's this band called Pine Grove. Are you familiar with them, Ryan? Mm-mm. All the cool kids are. Yeah. So I figured you wouldn't know. 
<laughs> Their third album just came out. It's really good. I don't even know how to describe it. It's maybe it's it's rock music, but it, it, uh, just a tinge of pop. It's ninety eight percent rock, two percent pop music, and uh, their new album is called Marigold. This is an album called Al- or this is a song from that album called Alcove. So check out uh, Pine Grove's Alcove from their album Marigold. And if you leave here today with just one question. Wait, one question, one message. <laughs> What's your question? I guess the question could be... Love people use things? How could you love people and use things more in your life? Because the... No, no, let's just let's just go with this non-question. Because the opposite never works? <laughs> <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> Bye. I'll go.